Occasionally you can see eagles picking away at things down there, but I can't actually see the deer because I placed it there with the intent of never being able to see it. Out of sight, out of mind. Oh yes, I was doing like laundry last night and had to like go out and like out to the side of the house and it's just all dark and rainy and spooky. Spooky. What have you been doing with all your time other than watching Ghost Rider and getting drunk? I haven't been getting drunk. Uh, <laughs> other than that? <laughs> I actually watch both Ghost Riders, like, sober, <laughs> which is a miracle unto itself. And let me tell you, I'd love to share some thoughts on both those fine films, but so I was thinking about, you ever heard a, a Young Lean song? I guess not. Probably not, yeah, no. I, I, I guess, uh, Look, 2013 Swedish, like, teenager decides to, like, just put out, like, the trashest, the worst shit you've ever heard. And he got really big. And even though, you know, like hip-hop artists and like critics alike just buried him. And still, he's like, it's, it's in some way, it's kind of parallel to the, to our current political landscape, isn't it? These sorts of music things. It's like, it's like no matter how many like people, like-minded people you surround yourself with who are clearly, so clearly right about something, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that half the world isn't going to like Young Lean and play his song Kyoto, <laughs> you know, there's, there's nothing you can do. It's just like I, some people are bad at, at living. Some people are just not smart I, or good people, <laughs> and you guys have to live with that. I, I, I think what we should be looking for is a third way, you know, a, third a lot, a third way. You know, in the, in the 30s, they called it fascism, yeah, whatever. We don't have to call it fascism this time. A third way, musically. Um, and uh, you, you, here's here's something that's topical. Are you a band that's fascist? No, that's been done like <laughs> lots of times, <laughs> like ironically and unironically. Not by so, us. Yeah. Well, not by us. I mean, that would be that would be kind of fun. We could all get like buzz cuts and mm. like swastikas. That mm. sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, how's it going? <laughs> God, a Jewish a Jewish Nazi is always a funny it's always a funny thing even if it's not they do have words for that uh, yeah. I can't repeat them here on the podcast <laughs> I know I know Yiddish words that would make your hair curl oh, during Hanukkah too well, Adam really <laughs> okay it's the last night of Hanukkah I did not like candles for it I had to host I hosted two Hanukkah parties and uh, oh, that's right I hosted parties. Fuck you! Uh, who is it? We're just gonna move past that. We know Who's you're the in governor or whatever. Who's the governor here? Uh, what's his name? Not Tim Waltz. That's Minnesota. You're in a bubble. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so like one at the first party, there was like another Jewish co-host, and then the other party, I was the only Jewish person. All I had to do I'd, both times, I just had to explain Hanukkah to everyone. This is like this is what people talk about when like they're like don't make black people explain racism to you like look it up on Wikipedia if you're you really, really need to there. do it. You're doing a comp there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you're tying those two things together. Yeah, 
Well, uh, you know, you want to it's, it's a loose, it's a loose analogy. Okay, it's a Honestly, loose analogy. I, one thing I always forget is that growing growing up in such a Jewish spot, you know, I've only basically lived around tons of Jews. You know, going to my schmaltzy school. That's not my lived experience. You know, going to liberal arts school, basically a schmaltzy school my whole life, in like an intellectual neighborhood, and then moving now moving to New York, <laughs> just being bombarded by the ascetics all the time. Oh yeah! Oh, they suck. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> you know, they, I know they don't count. We but, hate them. But I'm just. <laughs> but uh, I'm always. I'm they're always like Jewish stuck. Catholics. Like obviously they suck. They're so much worse than Jewish Catholics. They're, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, they're like Jewish extremists. They're <laughs> like. Yeah. They don't make any sense. Jewish ISIS. Yeah. Exactly. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Yeah. About to make it's ISIS like, was, is, is, was, was. Dying together. Oh my god. I'm just like always surprised when other folk aren't like up to date on on the Jewish happenings. Literally like, like, like college and they're like, I'm, I didn't go to any bar mitzvahs. I'm like, really? Yeah. I mean, I never did. And all the people that came to both of my Hanukkah parties were like, this is the first Hanukkah I've ever done. Like, uh, like what, what are, like, do you light candles every night? Like, can you not turn off and on lights on, on like, Hanukkah? Do you eat, eat Christian babies? And I was like, uh, <laughs> definitely yes to the last one, when I can get them, when they're in season. Uh, <laughs> they're seasonal. When they're, uh, when they're fat and plump in the winter. Exactly, yes. When they, have their, when they still have all their good baby fat. <laughs> um, uh, and it's 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 it was really weird, honestly. Like I had to exp- like they're like, "What's the story of Hanukkah?" I was like, "I don't know." Watching the Rugrats special, man. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> they're like, "Oh my gosh, is one of the Rugrats one of the Rugrats Jewish?" Yeah, Tommy Pickles. I wonder. <laughs> Have you seen those characters? They look Jewish as fuck. Come on. <laughs> like the mom is just this like is like, like the one the one like animated character in the corner that's like. It's named like like Moisha Sandberg. Yeah, I literally was talking to somebody. I was like, "Oh, like I mentioned that like Seinfeld was Jewish," and they're like, "Oh, really?" Like they like did not pick up on any like they had seen all of Seinfeld and didn't pick up, like, didn't pick up like on any of the Jewish subtext. Oh, it's not even subtext. We haven't even started our this music thing that we we like. Apparently. Yeah, let's start playing your songs officially. Hi, everyone. Oh, yeah. We're playing songs. Here we go. Oh, yeah. We're not just talking about updates on our lives, although, uh, obviously, you're only listening for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I always want to take it, you know, in the Greg Turkin King direction, be like, nobody wants to hear about your personal life. They're here for the movies, uh, or here for the music. For the music. They are here. Yeah. In between, I'll talk about my hot takes on uh, on on uh, Ghost Rider 1 and Ghost Rider 2, Spirit of Vengeance. You're going to spoil it for me, then. It's fine. It doesn't no, matter. it's not. It doesn't matter. I, I, I'll explain yeah. why <laughs> later. But for now, let's listen to uh, Alabama by Night Moods. Uh, sounds very much like a Whitney song.
Night Moves, Alabama. Uh, I So speaking of, this is actually a great segue because Henry was is a big fan of Night Moves. And um, he was really stoked on like seeing them once or twice or something like that and was like very hyped on them. Minnesota. And I, yes, they're a Minnesota band. I heard about them separately from Henry because I, I don't know, this was like, I got into them when I started getting into Whitney because they're kind of in that same like vein of types of music, Twin Peaks, Whitney, Night Moves. Yeah, exactly. Sort of like more, more of the uh, like strummy kind of indie rather than the like, Yes. Well, I mean, strummy or like guitar-y rather than like synthesizer-y because they kind of they kind of branch off into different ways. Yeah, me when strummy. This I think this album came out when we were in college actually, and I remember being really really into it and listening to it a lot. Um, not as much as, of course, Whitney, um, because Whitney was like the was like if you if you were a a sophomore. At McAllister College or in, in 2016, like that was the thing. Like you go to the Whitney concert, you saw your entire graduating class there. Like literally everyone was there. You're, okay. I, it was yeah. I mean, of course you should be. You should be. Okay. But like, like, Nothing like for some reason, McAllister adopted adopted Whitney like as their own for some reason, which Nothing like was one of their like literally one of the best moments of McAllister when they actually showed some some taste. You know. No, no, that, that's just like every liberal arts school. It's like, I don't think every... No, I've... Of a certain type of the sort of northern climate, especially in the Midwest and the... And well, I guess, yeah, that probably appeals. Probably like radius, you know? Like, yeah. cities, although they have... You know, they talk... Probably about the western extent. extent. They, they basically just mean princess sound. And, <laughs> yeah. like, otherwise, they have... Everybody, every city has bands that come from them, and... From what I could tell, living there for five years, nothing really defined their sound outside of Prince. So, not to yeah. do Minnesota, but uh, Night Moves it sounds like a band that's from Chicago. That's not. So, uh, yeah, everybody at McAllister uh, really liked it, and like that was that was that was a nice thing to have us have all in common. I'll admit. Oh, yeah. Ooh, these beans. Sorry. Um, this is beans, a bit beans, of an aside. What are you cooking beans at ten or nine for? When do you all eat? you eat is rice and beans, man. I'm following a budget. Man on the land. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I Well, I mean, I eat pizza all the time, too, because I work at a pizza place, so. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, this song is, I, there's a lot of other songs on this album that I really, really like. Specifically, um, uh, Denise Don't Want to See You Cry is one of, like, like actually one, like, a song that I really, really like and listen to, used to listen to all the time. But this song, Alabama, uh, was kind of more what I was feeling this week. It's a bit slower. It's a bit more, I don't know, um, orchestral feeling, more dramatic. And I think my favorite part of it is this section kind of like I'm maybe halfway through where the sing- it's either a different singer or the singer decides to like knock it down an octave lower and does like a Bruce Springsteen impression, which I mean, it's awesome. It's 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 a great move for the song. It makes it really like draws you back in. It I think really works well with the like the the words because like like it sounds like Bruce Springsteen lyrics almost. Not as good because uh, we all love the boss and um, he's the boss. He's the boss, and it, it's really good. I like the song a lot. Um, so that's kind of my pitch on that. And then I was talking uh, 
I mentioned that it sounded like Bruce Springsteen the first time I heard this. I was like, did they get Bruce Springsteen to feature on the song? Did this <laughs> random indie band? Of course they didn't. But uh, I recently saw on YouTube, like, and recommended to me was a song that did have Bruce Springsteen featured on it from some random, like, 20-something uh, indie band. I didn't know um, it features. I didn't know that either. And so the name of the band is Bleachers. The song is called Chinatown. And the guy's bio on um, on Spotify literally just says New Jersey. So that's probably why. Uh, and there's a music video for it where him and Bruce Springsteen drive around in like an old 50s Cadillac through like New Jersey. Um, so I guess he just appealed to the New Jersey in Bruce Springsteen, which is, you know, most people would be embarrassed about, but... Bruce Springsteen being him embraced it. So that's that connection. Funny that I should talk so much about a song that I'm not playing on this, but I don't really know much about bleachers other than that. They're finally coming out. Like they had an album in 2014 and have an album, uh, 2017. And there's like a new one coming out now, um, that they got Bruce Springsteen to, to, to feature on. So that's cool. The, uh, the, the guy behind Bleachers looks like Woody Allen, uh, so that's a thing. Um, Can I just say, in relation to the song Alabama, when I first saw, um, when I first read the title, I assumed that for like the third con- or the how many consecutive shows running, yeah. a song a Neil Young cover had been picked. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a good. <laughs> all we've been talking about for on the last couple shows. It could be fun to do like an like an all covers uh, show at some point, but there's just so much good music that is like original to yeah. talk about before we get there. Um, I have some good I have some good covers hanging around. Yeah, kind of I don't know if you've ever heard of the song "Wild Horses." The Rolling Stones did a great cover of it. They uh, sure did. It's almost <laughs> as good as the Grand Persons version. I mean, that's a matter of taste, of course. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I. Uh, some random people that I've met um, have, like, played, like, uh, people who aren't into classic rock have played, like, a cover of Dead Flowers by, I don't know who it was. I, let me look it up. Flowers, and I was like, that's a Rolling Stone song. And they're like, what? Oh, by Towns Van Zant. Towns Van Zant did a cover mm-hmm. of Dead Flowers, which is, which is a good song. Mm-hmm. And I guess New Writers of the Purple Sage did a cover of uh, dead flowers, but I've heard a lot of people play the Towns Van Zant one, not having heard the uh, um, Rolling Stones one. That's a that's a whole niche in in and of itself is like the covers that were far more popular than the original songs. Yeah, I mean, I love Dead Flowers. Dead Flowers is just all in all like, and it's one of those songs where you're like, oh my god, I can like play this on guitar and sing to it and not sound like a total fuck up. This is always fun. You ever you ever heard you know the song Strawberry Letter Twenty Three? I don't. It's like a famous sort of like disco like groove in seventies song by the Brothers Johnson, but it's actually actually a cover of a lesser known, much lesser known guy named Shuggy Otis, uh-huh. like six years prior, and it's really good too. It's just not less like, dun, 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 you know, it's less like it's less like bopping. Bop and disco groove. It's less Austin Powers, you know. So yeah. With the, Speaking of like disco, I almost the whole wasteland of those types of yeah those types of songs. It's an interesting niche. 
That would be yeah. That might be an interesting one. We're playing like the original version of a more well-known cover or something like that. Mm-hmm. We're just spitballing here. Something to consider. That's what they don't pay us for. <laughs> We're working. Yeah. On well, it. if we tried to monetize the show, we would be shut down so fast, look, once like the- incredibly fast, <laughs> look, and like not just like, shut down, but like sued, look, like immediately. The creative industry would fight for us. <laughs> yes. Yes. The creative industry. Uh, uh, where in whatever form it may or may not exist these days. That that reminds me. I didn't just think of my uh, long form, my typical long form episode, kratom ad. That's my tradition for these longer ones. Yeah, get some kratom kratom shoutouts in there. Kratom is good. One. Got to keep them coming. Got to keep that Sam happy. That's what Sam likes to do. <laughs> the kratom ads. Yeah. He, <laughs> You should do a, an ad for stale Kratom, which is the only Kratom I have left at this point, because it's, like, all year old. And oh, but at awesome. that point where it's, like, been around for a year, it, like, tastes different, but it still oh. kind of does the same thing. Yeah, it just, like, tastes bad. Swallow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, look, I'm pretty good at swallowing, okay? <laughs> that was a freebie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I literally I made, made the joke at my own expense. Uh do you wanna do you wanna alternate songs here, or do you want me to to dive into another one of mine? Um, why don't you dive in? I should probably try to figure out uh which order I want them in. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, try, 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 try. I didn't think about that. I assumed you had put them in order. I I hadn't. I hadn't thought too much about it. I'll do Cedar Room, Alabama, Lonesome Tonight, and then Caroline. Please kill you me. You got the weight on your shoulders. And it's the, uh, your back. You know, I'll God, say this about Alabama is that I prefer the instrumentation of Alabama over Southern Man, but I prefer the lyrics of Southern Man over Alabama. Interesting. Hot take. Hot take. Did you talk oh, about shit? Talk about your talk about your next song. Uh, well, one second. I just I realized I just got my paycheck today. I didn't check how much it was for. Not enough. Right. Not enough. Amen. Amen, brother. Didn't say, doesn't even say how many hours I worked. They just give me a flat sum. It's oh, fucked up. That is pretty fucked up. They don't want you to know how much money the government took. I hate taxes. Fuck other taxes. people. Taxes. Anyway, I should rephrase. What do you want to say about your first song? Uh, wink, wink. Yes. Uh, Matt, Max and I, of course, have uh, planned this podcast impeccably as per usual and uh, are not retconning things midway through the show so my first song i don't know if you guys could hear i don't know if the folks at home could hear but i'm opening opening another beer um hold it up to the mic cheers bro i'll I'll drink to that um so first song we got tonight is uh the cedar room by doves so doves is a band that would have 100 percent 100 never been on my radar but uh, my um, maritime history professor from my boat recommended it to me because this guy is the motherfucking, he's the coolest guy I've ever met. He was a session drummer for um, a bunch of bands in the 90s, and he played with Kurt Cobain and Nirvana back in the 90s and is with a bunch of other cool bands. And now and he prowls asked, like 21-year-olds on a boat off the coast of New Zealand? Yeah, dude, of course. That sounds awesome. He just gets to sail around all the time. He gets super seasick. That could, in another reality, that could have totally been your career trajectory. I, 
would love to steal his life. I will not. <laughs> the problem is he's like he gets he's he gets kind of like seasick, so I don't really know why he's on a boat. But I like he honestly is like a pretty he's like a good professor. He's a cool guy, and like he uh like he would always like come up and like like suggest songs for me to play on guitar when I was like sitting on like had my time off and was just playing guitar on like the ship and stuff. A good guy, all around great guy. Shout out to Jeff who is not listening to this. You should. Um, tell, him, tell him the handle. Tell me the handle. I'll follow him. I don't know. I, I, don't, I only know his email. <laughs> uh, I'll send him an email. Hey, bro. You remember hey, how bro, much dude Adam? I name dropped you on my, on my podcast. Please listen. And you'd be like, oh, God, what have I, what have I done? Uh, how long do I have to listen to hear my name drop, and when can I stop? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, he suggested I listen to Doves, and I gave them a listen, and they're actually, they're pretty cool. Um, this so song, this... Did you drum on their, on any of their albums? Uh, I don't think so. Um, he just has, like, a, he has a good music taste for, you know, uh, is that a bag of wine you're about to start? Yes, we've talked about this, actually. You it is a bag of wine. You paid attention to my story. I did, I did. I paid close attention, so close that I forgot what you said midway through. Um, it's my TJ's, bro. Yeah. So theater room, um, very atmospheric, kind of in the vein of like I wouldn't, I don't know, like maybe like yeah, like alternative '90s stuff. I just really like the the vibe they're going for here, the atmosphere they create. And it's the song that kind of takes its time and really lets you kind of like tag along with it. And I don't know, I've just really liked it for a long time, and I've always wanted to feature it on our podcast or on one of my radio shows because I've known about this since college and never really got around to it. So I figured this was a, I wanted to switch up the genre that we've been playing. I've been playing here and figured this would be a good time to do it and a good time to bring uh, uplift its voice. You know, <laughs> you're a hero. I like the, Thank you. I'd never heard of the band dubs before. So yeah, it's all welcome to, for me. Um, that first album of theirs that this song is from is really cool. And there's another song of theirs, I think, off their second album called, um, uh, like, Black and White Town. That's pretty fun, too, um, which I would really recommend people to listen to. I think they just came out with an album this year, too, which is crazy, because I think they were broken up for, like, maybe, like, 15 to 20 years. Yeah, it looks like 11 years years in between albums. Yeah. So I will give that to listen to. Are they... Where are they from? Because... I'm just eyeballing the cover of their new record. Yeah. And I got to say, it looks very Oregonian or Washingtonian. Looks like, look. It's like a gas station at night in the middle of the pines. Yeah. Twin Peaks. Like the oh, they're East. from Manchester. Interesting. That is interesting. I would not have expected Manchester, that. Manchester, New Hampshire? No. That's the biggest Obviously Man- not. That's Manchester. the only Manchester I can think of. Manchester, England. Yes, that's the one. Okay, I, I, you know, my first thought was that you'd that there was some like little town of Manchester in the Pacific Northwest that you were <laughs> like an Aberdeen style. Um, British, huh? It's um, funny how you can one can never tell that yeah. they're British when they're singing. Yeah, there's there's a few bands that do sound British when they sing, but not not many of them. No. So I always appreciate the songs where McCartney on the Beatles does like the 
does like the honey pie thing where he plays into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Play it, baby. Play it to me. Oh, yeah, great song. I know we played it once already. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I think we sang the whole, yeah. Yeah, we sang Advocate. <laughs> I got to sing the entire thing. Also, yeah. One of the reasons for, for doing a show at all is that is one would hope that we would exchange musical information that we didn't know before. Yeah. And rather than just like stroking around like Neil Young egos. So so I hear you and I appreciate you. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's part of it. Cause like, I keep thinking like, uh, you know, I've been like listening, like, like maybe last week I got real, I started listening to a lot of Beatles again, but like, like this is technically theoretically for other people to listen to, but this is also kind of for Max and I to exchange music. So we don't really play stuff that we both know super well. Usually we'll try to kind of go outside of our wheelhouse. Not always true. Not always true. Sometimes we're just vibing. We have to play something. So um, I I really like the song. This is actually one of my favorite New Order songs, but it's a B-side um, on from a single. So it's not on any albums. And for a long time, I think up until maybe a month ago, it wasn't even on Spotify. Um, because Substance, the um, singles album that this is from, was not on Spotify. And the versions of the singles on Substance, I think, are the definitive versions because Substance is like was their biggest selling album, I think, probably. And all their singles from it are like longer edits, or like I would say the, the best version of. I just noticed that they put it up on Spotify, and um, I've only really heard this song um, from when I was when I was a young high schooler. Um, I had a car with a tape deck. Uh, Max knows about this car because he destroyed it. And I destroyed it the rest of the way. <laughs> we wow. both <laughs> destroyed when it was when it was uh, when when I was when I was uh, granted the gift of temporary caretaker of a dying car. It wasn't dying before you had your hands. On. It was dying, and you gave it to me for four months so you could blame me for its thousand years of neglect and decay when you got back. <laughs> All right, we'll not blame who who ruined whose car, but we know, because Max has ha- has ruined his fair share of vehicles, Ouch. not just mine, but <laughs> <laughs> too soon, right? I don't have enough box one for that. <laughs> yeah, three days in the Twin Cities before you smashed your Prius. No, I wasn't even in the Twin. I didn't even make it. <laughs> I didn't even make it over the Illinois. I was literally at the Illinois Wisconsin border. And in my defense, I had just gotten back from Peru and I had gotten no sleep. I mean, and that's I, what I hit. I hit a also, deal. I hit a car. I hit a car that was twice my height, and what would have already otherwise just been a fender bender, the back bumper of a giant car missed my bumper and went into my radiator. About as bad as of an outcome as could have literally possibly happened at all. It was worst case scenario for how soon I reacted and how fast I was going. It could not have been worse. It was literally the worst. Yeah. Unless, like, there was, like, a support beam from, like, <laughs> Costco in the back of their car that flew out and, like, like decapitated Takaya. That could have been worse. But that's, like, the only thing I can imagine that would have been worse. <laughs> that sounds like a great scene from like an '80s horror movie, you know, like maybe like a truck full of like steel beams, and it stops suddenly and like goes straight through their mouth, through the back of their head. That sounds good. I would have rather, in the moment, I wish the outcome was me being decapitated by a support. <laughs> yeah, whatever the gigantic fucking horror. Well, that that was a bit of a uh, uh, a tangent there, but um, I was gonna say that that 
uh, Substance was the first uh, first tape I ever bought. I bought it off of eBay because uh, I found it for like ten dollars on eBay, and I was like, oh, like I like New Order. Everybody says this is the best album. So I played it in my car for two days before my car chewed up the tape and spit it back out. <laughs> and and I was like, shit, I actually paid money for this tape. I should not have done that. So then I went to the local library, got the CD version of it, burnt it onto my computer, burnt, this, burnt uh, the files from my computer onto a CD, and burnt the files from the CD onto a tape, a cassette tape, and then played that in my car. And I still have that tape today. That's some old school millennial shit right there, Adam. It truly is. You know, people... Uh, I, I think we are technically on the cusp between millennial and Zoomers, and things like that make me realize that I'm I I should be lumped in with the both, millennials both who, us, who suck. Both of us, yes. both of us are such millennials. It's I, true. I there's like a little leeway between '96 and you know '95, '96, '97. Yeah, but I think I think you get to choose, and I have never once thought, hmm, I guess I'm kind of Gen Z. Like I fucking hate the Gen Zs. I Yes. Even as a senior in high school, when I started getting used to the juniors, I was like, these kids are fucking weird. And then I forgot about them because we all went to college together. Yep. Sophomore year college, when the freshmen started coming in, yes. it's the exact same thing. And I was like, wait a minute, who the fuck are these people? And I remember... You never shook them again. We're stuck with them. I don't know whether it was like junior year or senior year of college when I really sunk in because I came back and... Like everybody was like everybody the year everybody the year below us had a jewel and I was like what the hell is a jewel and then I met Sam uh, I lived with Sam and I was like okay so Sam has decided to Sam has decided to camp on the on the Zoomer side of life here and I'm going to mooch off of him just like Sarah and Ian. Well, uh, <laughs> crossover things too is that things do occasionally like leap over the line a couple years right so like like certain things I don't know. I'd say most of our friends are more solidly millennial than Gen Z, but... Yes, but there's, there are things that leak either way. Because we're literally, I think it's the year or two below us that really, like, solidly... There are, th- uh, are things consumers. that through. Um, yeah. Which is interesting. But, uh, you know, I was just thinking of a hilarious joke that my stripper name would be Substance if I could choose one. <laughs> you like that one? It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Um, that's so, uh, uh, that's, that should be the name of our show, Non Sequitur, the show, where we talk about random things unrelated to the songs we're talking about for most of the show. My favorite part of this song is where he does, uh, he hawks a loogie, and that's all I have to say about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, the last song here is uh, Caroline, Please Kill Me by Coma Cinema. Coma Cinema is like the, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of an artist called Elvis Depressedly. Yes, indie bullshit. So, uh, uh, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm playing his earlier works, which are less, uh, less sad boy indie and more uh, uh, proto sad boy indie. So, which is, of course, the superior genre. Um and he, this is like his previous work. And my high school girlfriend, all during, all after high school, always told me like, "Oh, you like Alex G? You should listen to Elvis Depressedly. You would really like Elvis Depressedly." And I never listened to him because why would I ever listen to her? Um, however, I did recently get into his, uh, like his, like 
previous uh, band, Coma Cinema, um, and have really enjoyed the stuff I've listened to here, um, but still have not listened to any Elvis Depressedly. But this song in particular is pretty fun. It's a nice short two-minute song, and uh, it's got some good um, kind of lo-fi rough edges to it that I like a lot. So that's all, all I have to say about it. Are all the Elvis Depressedly songs just like puns on Elvis songs? That would be way cooler if they were, but I don't think. I don't think they. I, I don't even know. I haven't even looked into it. Mm-hmm. So, but that's all the songs I picked for us today. So we'll. Uh, I'll hand over the musical reins. The uh, the Church of Post Atheism would like to introduce uh, Post Atheism, a little band, a little known band called uh, <laughs> Public Enemy. I don't know. I don't know if anyone has heard them. Probably not, because all of our listeners are white. <laughs> yeah, Jacob, you ever heard of these guys? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, in- I've like heard of them. I've never like I haven't like heard them. <laughs> uh, speaking to uh, our earlier conversation about reintroduction and introductions for one another to things, um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna challenge Adam a little bit tonight by by playing only black artists. <laughs> yeah, if it's not a waif-like white man, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah, so I'm going to challenge you a little bit. We're going to start with Public Enemy. We're going to hit some Kanye because I have to have Kanye. I did listen to all these songs, but I was playing video games at the time. I was not paying super close attention, so I will listen again. Okay, let's 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 get it going then. We'll start with okay. Too black. Too strong. Too black. Too strong. Yo, Chuck, these honey drippers are still front on us. Show them that we can do this, cause we always do this. <laughs> yeah, boy. Bass, how low can you go? Death Row, what a brother know. Once again, back is the incredible rhyme animal, the uncannable thief. Public enemy number one, five folks said freeze. And I got numb. Can I tell them that I really never had a gun? But it's the wax that determined the X bun. Now they got me in the cell, cause my records they sell. Cause a brother like me said, well, Farrakhan's a prophet and I think you wanna listen to what they can say to you. What you wanna do is follow for now. Tell what the people say, make a miracle, keep up the lyrical. Black is back all in, we're gonna win, check it out. DJ could be a bad standing in its own feet. Get you out your seat. Be 
used to be like a comatose stand my man a piece of same with a bolster rock with some pizzazz it will last why you ask roll with the rock star still You'll never get accepted at we got to plead the fifth you can investigate no need to wait get the record straight hey posse in effect got flavor terminator exercise check play to get paid you got to check it out down on the avenue a magazine or two is dissing me and dissing you yeah i'm telling you Your motherfucking hand. Get them high. All the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man. Get them high. Now I ain't never tell you to put down your hand. Keep them high. And if you're losing your high, then smoke again. Keep them high. Now, 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 now. My flow is in the pocket like Wallace. I got the bounce like hydraulics. I can't call it. I got the swirl like alcohol. My freshman year, I was going through hella problems to lie. Bit up the nerd to drop my ass up out of college. My teacher said I was a loser. I told her, why don't you kill me? I give a fuck if you feel me. I'm gonna follow my heart. And if you follow the charts or the plaques or the stats, you ain't gotta guess who's back. You see, I'm so shy that you thought I was bashful. But this bastard's flow will bash your skull. And I will cut your girl like past the troll. And I don't usually smoke but past the troll. And I won't give you that money that you asking for. Why you think? Me and Dame cool, we assholes That's why we hear your music getting fast forward Cause we don't wanna hear that weak shit no more Throw your motherfucking hand Get them high All the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man Get them high Now I ain't never tell you to put down your hand Keep them high And if you're losing your high Then smoke again Keep them high Nah, 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 who the hell is this? Emailing me at 1126, telling me that she 3626. Plus double D, you nine girls on Black Planet B when they get bubbly at NYU, but she hailed from Kansas. Right now she just lamping, chilling on campus. Sent me a picture with a feeling on Candace. Who said her favorite rapper was the late Gray Francis? W-H-I-T, it's getting late, mommy. Your screensaver say tweet, so you got to call me and bring a friend For my friend, his name Quali. You mean Talib, lyrics stick to your rib. I, I mean, mean, that's my favorite CD that I play in my crib. I, I mean, mean, you don't really know him. Why is you lying? You're quiet. She don't believe me. Please pick up the line. She gon' think that I'm lying. Just spit a couple of lines. Then maybe I'll be able to give a dick all the time and get a high. Yeah. I can't believe this nigga used my name for picking up dimes But never mind, I need some tracks, you tryna pull tracks out And my rhymes is finna blow, you tryna blow backs out Well okay, you twisted my arm, I'll assist with the charm And hey, yo, ain't you meet that chick at that conference with your mom's assisted the bomb, but she got the bougie behavior Always got something to say like an okay player hater Anyways, I don't usually fuck with the internet A chicks don't lose control, stuck to they arm like nicorette Really fucking that much or trying to get on cigarettes If she think it's fly, she ain't met a real nigga yet no. I apologize if I come off a little inconsiderate I got the bubble yeah. cushion, the sister could yeah. get ahead of it Get them yeah. high like noon or the moon Or a room filled with smoke A hype filled with dope Y'all assumed I was doomed out of tune But I still feel the notes The real nigga quotes Real rappers is hard to find Like a remote Control rappers out of 
Used to, but still got love. That's why I abuse you who are not thugs. Rock clubs like Tiger, Woods in the hood. To have my own reality show called Soul Survivor. I stole on lava, niggas and you. Use a bitch, I got ones that are thicker than you. How could I ever let your words affect me? They say hip hop is dead, I'm here to resurrect me. Mars is too sexy to even make songs like these. That's why the raw don't know your name. Like Alicia Keys, too many featured MCs and producers is popular. 12,000 spins, nobody got the cop in a album. How come you the hot garbage job? The years clear, your image is looped up. Label got you souped up, telling you you sick when you a dick with a loose nut. Video hard to watch like Medusa. Even your club record need a booster. Chimped up with a pimp cup, illiterate nigga. Read the info, red across your head. I'm Greg King like Simba. Bolder than Denver. I ain't a mad rapper, just an MC with a temper. You dancing for money like honey. I did this my way. So when the industry crashed, I survived like Kanye. Spitting through wires and fires. MCs retiring. Got your hands up. Get the motherfuckers higher than. Throw your motherfucking hands. Get them high. Yeah. All the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man. Get them high. Now I ain't never tell you to put down your hands. Keep them high.
Thomas bows, Uncle Tom scrapes To a lily white god with Mississippi plates A shotgun rack, hunting blind drunk A rope in the back and a hood in the trunk Are you following him? Yeah, okay We don't need you to do that Are you following him? Yeah, okay We don't need you to do There's a real suspicious guy, looks like he's up to no good. He's probably on drugs, I mean it's raining and he's wearing a hood. He's just walking around, looking about. These assholes always get away, stay in your car. No, I'm gonna get out. Are you following him? Yeah, okay. We don't need you to do that. Are you following him? Yeah, okay. We don't need you to do that. Brown and black met one night. Whether the argument had been won One guy caressed his bleeding chest While the other one stroked his gun Are you following him? Yeah, okay We don't So we can't stick quartz eggs up our vaginas. So, anyways, uh, we've we've talked a lot about sticking things places. Uh, tell us more about. Uh, we're back. We're back. So, Max, tell me <laughs> the clapping bit. I'm never gonna get tired of. I'm never gonna get tired of the clapping bit. Max, tell me about the four four songs that you played today because you yourself chose them. 
and you yourself are the proud father of their place on this playlist. So yeah, let's hear let's hear a bit about them. I'm I'm not gonna talk forever about them, um, okay. but first, bring the noise from 1988. Public Enemy takes a nation yeah. of millions to hold us back. Classic. Would you would you label this as gangster rap? Like my uh, freshman year uh, uh, roommate Henry Aoki would. Oh boy. Next we have. Get him high from Kanye, off the debut College Dropout 2004. One of the best songs on that album, I think. I'm such a diehard Kanye supporter that I would I would go to the ends of the earth to support his uh, Trumpism, even if even if it's mad, just for Kanye. I would do anything for Kanye. And then we have uh, Black Qualls from Thundercat. That's from the album that came out this year. It is what well, it is. Thundercat played in our school. Yeah, he sure did. Which, when you think about it, is pretty crazy because he like had no bid in doing that. It, oh yeah, he didn't have to. The, the schools must pay for that kind of stuff because who wants to go to a, like a shitty town in like Minnesota where it might be snowing in April? <laughs> I mean, it was, wasn't it? It was not snowing that year. That was the one year I didn't go to Spring Fest. It was actually nice. The year after you were yeah when you were out of town you were in the year you were gone the year it snowed like sixteen inches on Spring Fest, right? Yes, I was. Who I was, was that that year? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. Any, all I remember was that Ian played one year, and then I did not go to the show after that because I blacked the fuck out. Yeah. And that, came to eating grilled cheese. And the, no, that was sophomore year. I, I, was, I was on shrooms that year. I, yeah. I went for like two seconds, and I was like, eh. I'm like not, barely friends like, that year. I went for like two seconds. I saw someone like jump over a railing and fall on their head really hard. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go back <laughs> and watch baseball with Jacob and Caleb. Which I got to yeah. tell you, something about, there's something about, like, I'm already a, a sports person, but like watching certain sports on shrooms and or acid is, is interesting. It's different. Watching, because like, shrooms, shrooms is a great baseball drug because baseball, despite being a baseball fan, even I find baseball boring at times. And on shrooms, it's like you really lock into the details, you know. You're like, this is like, what it's like to be Ian all the time. <laughs> yeah, but and I felt the same about basketball on acid. I was like, I was like, I could. Be, I was watching a playoff game. And I was like, I could coach basketball. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, I could be an no NBA ref now. But anyway, Thundercat's been around for forever. <laughs> He's one of the best bases. Uh, yeah. He's you know, played with everyone, um, but doesn't always release, you know, his own, um, his own, his own records. So yeah. I see after a four year absence, him doing his own, his own presentation. It's always exciting. It's excellent as always. Um, finally, this last one is called Western yeah. by Stu and the Negro problem. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but <laughs> But it's what's written on the page. So, <laughs> to finish up real quick here, though, Stu and the Negro Problem is a uh, is a band um, from singer, songwriter, playwright Mark Stewart um, under the under the uh, I guess you say alias Stu. He like writes under the name Stu. Super interesting dude. He does like he does a lot of stuff on Broadway. Um, this song is from an album that's like about James Baldwin's life. Um, 
and the subject matter is sort of thematic throughout. Um, and I think that was for a play, but um, he's also done stuff with, he's done stuff with like Spike Lee. Um, oh, super, super interesting dude. He's Adam Duritz's favorite songwriter. Quote yeah. <laughs> um, live at the Underwater Sunshine Fest a year ago and everything was delayed. He came on at like one, he played from like 1.30 to 2.30 in the morning in this bar that was like, half full of people who still wanted to watch them and half full of like drunken like drunken like village bimbos. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Oh this was in New York. Okay. Yeah, okay. New York. And it was uh they're they're fucking mesmerizing to watch live. But the the song has like a particular uh chemical sort of like gets you in a trance and a daze. And I think it's fascinating. And uh that's my rundown. I'm not going to talk too much about any of them in particular. Save those for the longer episodes. Everybody uh, comes here to hear me talk about things anyways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even say that without laughing. <laughs> well, not, uh, they, I mean, I'd honestly, I'd rather listen to you talk than me when I'm listening to this back, so. <laughs> like, oh, I, I know what I sound like. Self-preservation, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Nobody likes to listen to themselves speak on playback, like. That's no good. You know, my my congestion, like, level of congestion is always, like, on a normal human scale, like, above a 7, I think. Yeah. Within my own scale of 1 to 10, like, I can tell. I listen, I'm like, oh, God, I'm at an 8 today. Um, well, let's wrap this up here, Max. Uh, if you want to eat dinner and go to sleep, then you probably have to go to sleep as well. Enjoy your racing beans. Yeah, I will, but I probably won't, though. Farewell. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, you can just splice this in at the end. Uh, so, <laughs> and uh, we'll see you next time. That's all. Or I hear you next time. Or you'll hear us next time. I, I want to give all, all, the, all, the, all, the, all the big handsome men kisses and all the beautiful women kisses. Big old hugs and kisses. What, do you, yes. is that a, what are you turning? What is that impression? Uh, I didn't wasn't doing the voice impression, but Trump did say he wanted to kiss all the handsome men in the audience. I was going to say that sounded almost Trump-like, but then I couldn't tell if you were veering into, like, a Turkington or, like, a... No, I, I, I didn't think it through. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. All right, bye. That sums it up, yeah. See you guys. <laughs>